This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in-depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. Welcome to the Untitled Pittsburgh Sports Comedy Podcast on the Bet Rivers Network. I'm Tad Whistle. I'm John Binley. John, we are back here at Liveburg. Oh yeah, can't keep us down. Cannot. I love this place. Um, huge shout out to Chris for having us. That's right. Huge shout out to Ben Stonium, our intrepid producer. Who tried to kill us. Trying to kill us. <laughs> tried to Allegedly. In- tried, Allegedly. Tried to infect us with a disease, but we sure showed COVID who's boss. We did. More or less. Dangerous we, thing to say. We had a rough go of it, Tad and I had coronavirus and it was got me good yeah it wasn't i wouldn't recommend it if you haven't done it zero out of five stars uh so we did miss our episode last week it won't happen again dear listener (laughs) and we were able to get out a, a fun little hype video maybe you saw that and uh maybe it got you in the right mood for this game which oh my God! <laughs> what a game it was! What a I'm game! Still tense. It was. Uh, I didn't start drinking until the second half, and I drank five beers. And I'll tell you what: when that game ended, I could have easily passed a driver's ed test. It was uh, the adrenaline bomb had gone off. Oh yeah! It was fight or flight. I was. Um, I, I went. I took the dog for a walk after that game, and it, like people were out on their porches as if. Like they'd just seen a war crime right, on television. Like, like at the end of Saving Private Ryan where he's just <laughs> shooting the gun at the tank. Yes. That kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it was, I felt so many emotions. I mean, there's, it definitely, week one is always kind of a little wild in the NFL, it seems like. I don't know, but we, I can't remember the last time a week one Steeler game had that much up and down to it. And just weird, it was weird, it was wild. Yeah. Yeah, up and down is well said. The bungling, yeah, like chicken soup for the soul. Right. They blew it. We put them in a position with a whole new cast, a whole new generation of mm-hmm. Bengals gets to know what it's like to blow a game against the Steelers. You're welcome. That warms my heart. Skyline chili. <laughs> Check out the hype video. <laughs> uh, maybe we'll link that in the right. in the description on YouTube or something. But. It was a game. It was a game. Maybe it was the COVID or the game itself, but I found myself really having to examine my mental health af- after this one and just kind of do a check-in. And you, we have some friends, some mutual friends. Yeah. These folks um, I met while staying in an Airbnb adjacent to a sweat lodge. Um, their names are Michela and Jacques. Mm, they're incredible. They're incredibly they're they're talented people, and their trade is, uh, it's well, healer wellness wellness wellness. I mean, healness. 
There's a lot Healness. of... Healness. That's a real term. Healness for the realness. There's a lot of uh, snake oil in the spiritual... A lot of BS out there. community. These people, tell you what, they shoot you straight and they get you right. So, I mean, what do yeah. we, we... We need to share this. It feels selfish to just hoard this for ourselves so that we stay right. But we gotta, we gotta check in with, with Jacques and Michela. Last time I said a bunch of really great it stuff it's and it wasn't it's good. It's good. working. Hey y'all! We're um, live. I'm Michela. And I'm Jacques. So we just wanted to jump on here and kind of let y'all know about a new coaching intensive that we're rolling out. It's gonna help you harness positive energy and manifest your destiny throughout this football season. Yes. Let those oxygen molecules really flow, right? Okay, so I'm seeing some of the comments. It's been a stressful week one oh, in the NFL. my God, so stressful. In and out. You know, when we came here in 2017, we had nothing. Literally nothing. We barely scraped together enough money for a modest three-bedroom home in Lawrenceville with off-street parking. Thank God Pittsburgh is dirt cheap. I mean, seriously. Talk about stress. I to kill you. I know. I know you did. <laughs> and it was right around that time that we realized it was time to make a change. It was time to... We had to bootstrap and we had to really take control of our wellness and our bodies. Um, in a way that even we didn't know was possible. You know, as a man, guys, speak your truth. You ever feel like a rat on a wheel, piece of cheese in front of you? Cheese is success. No matter how fast your little rat legs run. Or how many times you have rat sex with your boss, you just, you can never get that cheese. You can't get the cheese. It's like a, it's like a rigged game. We've tailored a brand new 500 level goal coaching intensive just for the football season. And it's called Intentional Grounding. Mm, feels good to say, doesn't it, babe? It's amazing. It's so good. It's, it's, ama so it's good. literally amazing. Really good. That's right. Intentional Grounding is a rigorous 19-week coursework that takes you on a spiritual journey to the annals of the soul to achieve a balanced and centered self, regardless of whether or not TJ ever plays again. We're gonna welcome you into the full experience, okay? So I'm seeing in the comments, some of you know us before. This is, we're pulling out all the stops. Breath work, intentional goal setting, meditation. I mean, we're even gonna have some music therapy from a guy that Michela sometimes fools around with. His uh, name's DJ, DJ Milfslayer. Yeah, he's incredible. But most of all, you're gonna learn how to be present in the moment. Like, even if that moment is terrible and it's week eight and chase claypool is our leading rusher we even offer student-led working groups for when we don't feel like doing fuck all we're healers we hold space it's what we do so let us be your guides on this spiritual journey to love to thrive and to ground, ground intentionally unbelievable what i'm closing the thing and you are going to talk over me i thought it was an us Things where the couple. Yeah, you have your lines and I have mine. But mucking it up Unbelievable. I'm certainly prepared to give those two five grand. I feel so centered. I. I'm just. 
loose. You're at a loss I'm, right now. I'm feeling good. I am a supporter of their methods, and if week one is any indication, going to need some centering. It could be a, a long and interesting season. Let's talk about the game a little bit, John. The Bengals really think that they're going to sashay their way back to the Super Bowl just Ooh, by showing up. Look at us. We're in corsets, tiptoeing around <laughs> with our wide receivers and a spread spread offense. Five wide. Yeah. Oh, man. I laughed ecstatically. Like I had like a genuine moment of euphoria when uh, I think it was when TJ had the pick. Well, that two-play sequence. I mean, him blowing up that running play mm-hmm. on Mixon. And then the very next play being that pick when they threw it up. And shout out to our producer, Ben Stonium. Uh, he was pretty quick to post uh, when they did the machine gun <laughs> thing. I had this moment of like, maybe it's just, it's week one. I'm so excited. It's football. And just to get such a great game with that, like I was like, ah, this is great. Football's back. <laughs> they're so funny. I love, they're my team. They're, they're a fun team. I mean, that's, we talked about this, man. That's really, that's what you want. Like, Man, that was fun. They're yeah. Fun. Yeah, TJ getting gut shot with that interception was really awesome. I enjoyed it a lot. Uh let's we'll go over some of the some of the quick uh notes from the game. Sure. Instant like beginning of the season, Tomlin loses a challenge right away. I think that was a a message that like Tomlin is I feel like he is more Tomlin than he's ever been. You know, there's something about him that he's like shooting from the hip. Even like he's the, galvanized in his he Tomlinness. Didn't, he didn't urinate down his leg. The press, what he said about Jalen Wharton and the press conference. Yeah, like hell yeah, man. I think he's like he's letting it go fast and loose. It's been 16 years, man. This is his 16th yeah. season. Speaking of fast and loose, we got to talk about Iron Eagle, but we'll get to that. <laughs> we'll get to that. Let's just do it now. Okay. Ian Eagle was saying some insane things during the broadcast. Three of them stuck out to me in particular. Right. Tyson Alu-Alu with the tackle tackle. I was by myself at that time, and I just I looked around the room. I did like the gym from the office, like the it's Ian. Do you think in grade school he was correcting people? Yes. Yeah. Or did that become as a broad an eagle? Eagle really your last name? He does okay, but man, it just felt like he was like, "I'm an Iron Eagle fan." I think he's great. I love him. He has yeah. it's something about him. It's like <laughs> you can tell that he's used coded language with a hotel concierge to try to find a prostitute. Any pros around here? What do you mean by that? What do you think I mean? Right. No, seriously. Like, what do you? professionals shout out to him for using the word chicanery (laughs) as well on the flea flicker chicanery yeah that was awesome yeah uh and also the perfect word to describe what was happening you know we uh we have a little slogan around here that the steelers like to play smash dick full bush football Mm -hmm. tm right that is is copywritten right um but if you want to make shirts, please let us know. When that play happened, and it was like the biggest offensive play of the game, mm-hmm. uh, it occurred to me, hey, wait a second, we're the pee pants razzle dazzlers. Yeah. This is the only way we're going to manufacture offenses with a highlight reel. It's like as if 
<laughs> as if Matt Canada had only stolen the back pages of the Mike Malarkey playbook. Mm, from I the, loved the Malarkey stuff from the back mid aughts day, right? But without the power running game or, or Randall the, L. Or Randall L. Because he was a quarterback, mm-hmm. right? Uh, he, Ein Eagle also Blitzberg is back. Rat tat tat tat. <laughs> We got to use that. I was pumped when he said that. Yeah, I was ready. I was ready to to run through yeah. a wall. But it, I when mean, he said that. Also, do you think Iron Eagle's ever been to Giant Eagle, or anyone's ever seen Iron Eagle in a Giant? It's Eagle? almost too perfect, right? Think about it. Ian Eagle, follow the money. There's a there's a slightly parallel timeline to this, mm. where Iron Eagle is Ian Eagle, and he lives. No, that's evil. Evil eye, evil eye. Maybe good. <laughs> yeah, okay. Maybe good. Ian Eagle's evil. Ian Eagle is. He's just like a bizar- regular guy. Bizarro world. He keeps. He's like a diocese uh, football game guy. score <laughs> table guy. Right. He's running the clock. <laughs> yeah. He takes a bunch of crap from parents. Right. No one respects him. Keeps his cool. Right. Yeah. He just. He does it. It's a labor of love. Ooh. But man, the sharks were circling on defense. I haven't felt that way as a Steeler fan. Really, since like maybe 2010, 2008, yeah. maybe, yeah, oh, right, so good, yeah. I'm a little concerned. I mean, not a little concerned. You know, the TJ Watt injury, that's big. Now that being said, which it was, which it was, boy, the uh, the sky is falling. Reaction from Chicken Little, not just from the powers that be, the Talking Heads. But, like, my friends, like, my buddy Carl texted me and was like, looks like a lost season if Watt's out. Mm. Nah, dog. Can't, don't put that out there. I, we waited this whole time for football. Yeah. We waited these seven months, and you're just going to throw it away like what are you garbage? you talking about? That's a defense mechanism. We all process things I in a different that. way. If, if, if the folks at Intentional Grounding were able to get Carl in a room mm-hmm. with some psychedelics and some coconut water... I think Carl would be singing a different tune. Yeah. And that tune would be Renegade. Motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> there was an interesting Post-Gazette article that we'll talk about here in a little bit. Yeah. As we preview the home opener. But we still got to talk more about this this game. Do you see that Jalen Warren block? I saw it on the Baldinger breakdown. That's where I saw it. I did. I missed that during the game. Does I like Bal- it. Does he, I only see the Baldinger stuff that comes across my timeline that's Steeler-related. Does he do, like, 30 of those a day? I don't know, but that one was worth a watch and a rewatch and a show to the guy you work with right? who already saw it, but you got to just... As buddies, <laughs> watch it. Right? <laughs> I don't know I liked you. Commune over yeah. there. Yeah, he's got built-in leverage. Man. I don't know who he blew up, but it was a D-lineman, and he blew him up. One of them was that Pratt guy. Yeah. Right. I like Jalen Warren. And Najee, like, I hope Najee takes his time. Like, I think Jalen Warren could hold it down if need be. It's a long season. If we can't run the ball anyway. Yeah. With the Liz Frank. Whatever. Who was Liz Frank? Lisa Frank. Lisa Frank. Was that uh, the coloring book and, like, the the sticker person from middle school folder? It's Liz Frank. Liz Frank. Okay. It probably was at right. some point. I'll say this, John. Week one is always a powerful reminder of 
the storylines that you bought into in the preseason, and then you are then made to be a fool when right. like none of it matters. And this was what I, this was kind of what I was getting at. Like you know, you do feel like, oh yeah, George Pickens is the second coming, which I still think he's gonna. There's no reason to think he's not gonna be great, but like would have been cool to get him the ball. Yep, yep. You know, it was his first game, but like, what were the big preseason talking points? The O line is is not suitable, right? Like, get someone off the street. They're not gonna like. I thought they were okay. They weren't great. They were maybe slightly below average. I think that one held up for me. But Devin Bush, Devin Bush played pretty well. He was all right. Played pretty good you in know. a great defensive performance when we needed him to play well. Kenny Pickett did not play. So, like, all the things that dominated the preseason weren't really relevant. How about when they showed Pickett on the sideline? And it? I literally said out loud, I said, stop. Why are you doing that? Stop it. Knock it off. <laughs> I had no problem with the way Mitch played. It was fine. I, I guess I don't know. I just don't know how we're going to cobble together more than 20 points at any time this season. I mean, unless we play some real trash teams, we'll find out against the Jets, I believe, mm. shortly, who were just trounced by the Ravens. Yeah, that was ugly. I uh, can't believe Joe Flacco is playing quarterback in the NFL, but that's for another God another bless day. him, I say. Yeah, at this point, you just got to tip your, your You got to take off your hat and hand it to him, yep. Signs Ward once said. That's right, that old adage. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I got a shout out. I thought Claypool had a nice game, and I'm, I've been I've been down on Claypool, so I'm gonna I'm gonna give him his propers. He made that nice one handed catch down by the goal line. That was sweet. Um, and yo, DJ's catch was unbelievable. That was pretty incredible. Hot you, take. You had something you wanted to say about Hot take. this, John? I was more impressed by that than the Odell catch, the Odell Beckham, the iconic Odell Be- Beckham catch. It was a very nice catch, but I think you're insane. I think that's an insane. I'm just putting thing that out say. there. Okay, let's. Odell has huge hands. He had tons of separation when he made that catch. DJ had a dude on him, caught it, caught like the back of the ball with his left hand. I think Is that his left hand. Yes, on the sideline. It was a very good catch. All right, it was very good. We'll leave it at that. <laughs> All right, John. It's Patriots Week. I really, really, I would love for them to win this game. I'm going to go down there. I'm going to stand up and be counted. My friend is a Nebraska fan for college football. What? He's from over there. Okay. So he said because of their dominance uh, in like the 90s or whatever. Eric Crouch. Sure. I don't know enough about Nebraska. And Domicong Sue is is look up Eric Crouch. He had a nice a nice career. Oh yeah, I'll he, be sure I think to... he played wide out for the Rams. I don't know if he ever really if he panned out. Yeah, maybe we could get him on the show. Eric Crouch, if you're listening, <laughs> which you undoubtedly are. Yeah, uh, my buddy said that Nebraska, as they like fell from favor and grace, they like hold the record for most goalposts torn down against. And that's how I feel about the Patriots these last three years 
that Tom Brady's been gone, it's like, let's stack the win on these jerks now mm. while we can. Yeah, I've had a crisis of identity since Brady left the Patriots. Like, I can't decide. It's like I'm the child of a of divorced parents, which I am. <laughs> but, I was like, what? Yeah, but it's in the metaphor. I'm also the child of divorced parents, but it's but the parents are Brady and Belichick. Okay. But like you can't you hate them both, but you can't figure out who you hate more. Who you should live with. And who you should live with. Mm-hmm. Um I don't know where I was going with that. Uh there's there's uh Yeah, I just feel like there's it's something to that like, like I I'm like, oh yeah, I hate the Patriots. I really do. I don't know. I don't hate the players that they have now the same way I hated the old ones. Belichick seems like, I don't know if I go this far, it just seems less powerful. They said that a couple years ago he was like dating and people were like, he's gone soft because he found love. I thought he was married. Which was sort, I don't think so. Maybe now. Yeah. But that was sort of a redeeming thing, like he was human. Mm-hmm. And made him harder to hate. Yeah. But when I'm there on Sunday, 15 icy lights deep, it's going to be all hate, baby. Uh, I was at the Jesse James game, which I guess that's really where I have to channel. I have to go back to that moment. The confusion in that moment. Like, we won the game. Like, we were there, right? and we won the game. And it was like, you couldn't figure out why they were... No one in the, you know, when you're on TV, you're like, oh, here's what they're doing. Commentators are explaining. The ref just got on the mic and was like, uh, this doesn't count for some reason, blah, blah, blah. And you could see it on the replay. It looked, he caught that, he caught that ball. And I'm still. I watched it at a bar and even listening to them talk about it, the feeling was about the same. Yeah. Confusion. Yeah. Anger. That sucked. Right. That sucked big time. Mm. What I do like about this game is that the Steelers are dogs. Home dogs, having mm. just beat the uh, a Super Bowl finalist. I would like for the Steelers to be underdogs all season, and I'm sure that they will be. It's a fun, fun way to root for your team, man. Yeah. We got that dog mentality. Nothing scarier. Like, what if, if they were favored against the Patriots? I would be, like, very... Yeah. Afraid. I'm not afraid of Mac Jones. That's the thing. There are a few NFL quarterbacks I feel like I could uh, appear shirtless next to and not look like a total slob, and Mm -hmm. I'll tell you what, he is one of them because he is like a doughboy. Right. Talking to you, Mac. (laughs) Look out. So the Patriots are favored Mm. at Acrisure Stadium, the Ack. They're coming into the act. The Crizzer. We really, we got to work on it. Creasery. Creasery sounds like it is a is a plausible word that could exist. Yeah. It's where you make the crease. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We want to get some, some betting lines. I don't know if this segment is going to work or be funny, but we're going to give it a shot. An old friend of mine is going to come on this is a segment we're going to call Cat vs. the Spread. He's going to give you three locks. He'll join us here when we come back. And this man's claim to fame 
is that he once bet every game of the Little League World Series. So if anyone can show you how to make a little bit of money using your Bet Rivers app uh, this weekend. Meow. Johnstown Zone, the cat. Catman, how you doing? Great. Friendly. Tad, love the show. Long-time listener, first-time caller. You know that his name is Binley, right? Oh, no. Cat. I thought I said Brindley. Cat, you could call me Binley. Brindley. Brindley. You could call me Brindley. Uh, I'll get that right for next week. Only you. Only you. He's the only... Uh, wow, this is a this is a high honor. I'm, I'm glad to be a fly on the wall for this. All right, Cat, let's jump right into the games here. Minnesota at Philly. Minnesota getting two points. What say you? Well, Tad, you know, a lot of people like the Eagles to win the NFC East, but the NFC East is terrible, and the Vikings play in the NFC North. Give me the Vikings plus two. I love it. I love it. The Vikings, hey, they they looked great uh, last week as I ate shit. Flying around the field. Yeah, Aaron Rodgers. When uh, uh, what was his name? Batiari and that other lineman were out. That line swung five points, and it showed. Like Aaron Rodgers running for his life at some points. So yeah, I mean, that. you gotta go. You gotta go Vikings here plus two. Okay, Washington Commanders at Detroit. Detroit giving two and a half. Dad, this is my lead pipe lock of the week. Give me Detroit minus the two and a half. If you remember back to last year, Carson Wentz's last road game as a starting quarterback, his QBR was less than one, and they lost to Jacksonville to get the Steelers into the playoffs. Carson Wentz doesn't like to travel. You know, he's not an NBA player. He's not traveling. So give me Detroit minus 2.5. And that's the cat's lock, which means you can kick him in the nuts if you ever see him in person. That's right. Get out there if in Johnstown, wear your high-heeled shoes. <laughs> hey, if you if you have a little bit of, you know, you need something to play here, this is the one. I think this one is a home run. So bet the barn, boys. Bet Love the barn. It. Love it. Our final game here. Of course, we got to go with the Steeler game. New England at Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh getting one and a half. Our beloved Steelers getting one and a half on the Bet Rivers app. At home, at home, and like, like uh, I talked about, Dad, this line actually came down a little bit. So some money's going towards Pittsburgh. Belichick is like forty-one and thirteen after a loss against the spread. But Tomlin rallies the troops after TJ's injury for at least one week. I think the Steelers' defense plays well. I think this might be one of those, like, this might be like a 6-5 game because New England's offense looks pretty putrid. I don't know who they're throwing the ball to. Um, Mac Jones might be out with back spasms. There was some concern about that yesterday. Who's their backup? You tell me, Ted. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea. So I'm going to take the Steelers plus one and a half. I hope you're right. I really I just, I just 
I think the Steelers, like I said, the defense is going to rally for at least one week. And again, I I just can't see this being a high scoring game. You might want to look at the under as well if you're really into it, because. I don't know. I just don't. New England, I don't know if they understand what's going on on the offensive side of the ball, but their defense is probably going to play pretty well. So, like I said, this could be a low-scoring affair. Boswell kicking some 50-some-yard field goals. I think it's going to be tight, but I, I think the Steelers are going to probably cover this, probably win outright. Cat, Cat, I hope you're right, brother. And as all these picks turn to ash in the mouth of our dear listener, I will be sure to blow up your phone on Sunday as it's happening. Oh yeah, you you do make sure to do, make sure you do that. Just like we, will I said. Out, we will tweet out your phone number. We will tweet your phone number out. Thanks, Catman. All right, thanks guys. Again, good luck and stay safe out there. All right, you heard the cat's picks. He likes the Vikings. He likes Detroit, and he likes your Pittsburgh Steelers. And we like him. And we like him. He's a nice man. He's a lot of fun. Uh, So check out all those lines on the Bet Rivers app. And, again, if you miss on the lock, you get to kick a guy in the privates, which is always fun. It's almost like winning. All right, before we get out of here, there was an interesting article in the Post-Gazette, John, that you found. You sent it to me, and it confirms what we all knew in our heart to be true. Yeah, we believe in science here on the Untitled Pittsburgh Sports Comedy Podcast. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we do we do a little bit of combing the interweb for important statistics. And article in the Post-Gazette by one Adam Bittner. He writes that researchers at Point Park have been testing the effect- effectiveness of Renegade. Uh, and they've got some numbers for you. Um out of 54 games between 2014 and 2021, they found that the Steelers maintained the lead or came from behind to win in 39 of 54 games after the song was played. That's 72.2% of the time. So Renegade works. In other breaking news, water is wet. <laughs> the Pope is Catholic. If you've ever been to a game, you know that Renegade works. The players talk about it. I would like the in-depth stat, like when Renegade is played twice, because the two, like the two Renegade games, when you really need it, unless yeah. you come down on that a little bit differently. Who makes that call? Does Tomlin make that call? <laughs> you think Tomlin has like a bat phone, right? That he can, he can make the call. Yeah. Like Tomlin, like looks at a an athletic trainer by the Gatorade yeah. to like r- sprint as fast as they can up to the press box or wherever they play that from to a double renegade game it happens yeah it's the thing that happens but yeah i mean point park listen researchers at point park researchers at what are they musical theater people where they got microscopes out over there i thought point park was a place you go to learn how to edit video on a software that's going to be obsolete in five years <laughs> no no, what are we CMU now, guys? Yeah. Come on, Point Park. I would stay in your lane, dog. I would say this: if if the research came from CMU, I would feel a little bit better about it. Point Park and research. But what are they doing? They're just dividing once. They're, well, that's what they say. Is right. like, um, according to someone, 
uh, Andrew <laughs> Conte. A research, but like he says, the statistical tests we use are pretty simple and within reach of students in my elementary statistics courses. Okay, so we're just right, dumbasses. So I'm, an, I'm an idiot. Yeah, you're yeah. an idiot. I'm an yeah. idiot. We're all idiots. Um, yeah, take it easy, right? I think it's fine. The I look stick the, to the song and dance stuff. Point Park what research. They, what they provided us with this statistic, John, is theater of the mind. As I imagine a man in a lab coat with test tubes pouring liquids <laughs> out, and then does Renegade work? Discovering yeah. that Ren- like, uh, yeah, he's playing Renegade like to rats, right? I also feel like there's a little bit of a thing there, like in the heat of a game, when you're at a game and Renegade is Renegade is played, like that means that someone was there, like noting the time, right? And like being, oh, they played it on, uh, it was the third series of the fourth quarter. It was well, they have to eight, play it, right? But like to me, something about like taking note. It's like you wouldn't like stop and take notes about something cool that happened when you were having sex, would you? <laughs> it's kind of like that. I don't know. The heat, like, when Renegade is played, like, I like after a crazy Steeler game when it's played where you're kind of just like, I don't know what happened. It all happened so fast. And then they played Renegade, and there was a sack, and I don't know. Mm-hmm. just feels like. Oh, I'm glad to know that someone methodically treated uh, it like a job right? and didn't yeah. lose themselves in the euphoria of the moment. Yeah, I don't like that. Of course it works. We knew that already. You know, the folks at Point Park have a scientific mind for these sorts right. of things. Maybe they, we could get them to do a little research for us. When we post a hype video, we're one and one. We're actually, yes. So, But our point diff is really bad. Well, it's not a good point diff. John, before we get out of here, you have a... Uh, uh, yeah, dedication. On a somber make. note, uh, and shout out, I did uh, see this obit. It was posted by uh, Colin Dunlap from The Fan. Um, and it is uh, news of the passing of Joseph H. Halder. He was 92 of Westview. He was known as Screamin' Joe. And I never played or hung out in Westview as a kid. I, my memories of him are at St. John Newman's gym in Lawrenceville, Diocese Basketball. Hell yeah. Uh, but this guy also umpired uh, baseball, too. And if if you're out there and he referee, I mean, he, he did this for 58 years, so we're talking about generations of, of Yinzers. I will never forget this guy would call a foul, and as he approached the scorer's table, he would sort of like be kind of all worked up and uh, he would scream so loud, number 58, blocking, like so loud, like all the parents at the game, all the adults, all the kids, everyone stopped, and you could hear a pin drop, and right. it took a minute to be like, you're like looking at your coach, the hell's like, happening? Do I <laughs> do I inbound the ball right now? That was why, and then it just became a thing that's like, this, this guy's crazy, this is like, and you know, it's weird, like there's been random times over the last, you know, decade or so where I've been like, does anybody else remember Screaming right. Joe? Like, yeah, is that yeah. a, like the fact that he has been alive until very recently and that this many people remember is sort of like a, a thing. Uh, if you know, you know, kind of deal, but, uh, condolences to him and his family and shout out for, a 
uh, a nice long career. I think he brought a lot of entertainment to uh, to the games for for youth and families in our region. So, Screaming Joe, rest in peace. Yeah, uh, R.I.P. Screaming Joe. And I, I really do believe this, like yelling in public and like loud being loud in public in a capacity like that is a skill. It takes practice. Think about all the best beer vendors you know all the best officials and uh, referees and some of the best coaches you had too. They all had that quality. So um, yeah, the uh, condolences to Scream and Joe and his family. John, I'm pumped as hell for this game. I am, Steelers Patriots. Let's go. I I'm, mean, I hate him. Yeah. What are we talking about? I, I still hate him as much as I ever have. Right. I, F I, them. I think of every Patriots fan as uh, the young Quimby nephew from The Simpsons, mm. Chowder, say it. I think of them in that way. The Patriots have made me hate Cheaters. the Matt Damon and Ben Affleck movies. Goodwill Hunting sucks, mm-hmm. and I'm excited to boo some of these people and lose my voice for next week's show. Steeler Nation, baby, let's go! Hell yeah, let's do it. Until next time, huge shout-out to our producer, Ben Stonium, for making the drive up here to Liveburg to get us set up in these wonderful accommodations. You can check them out, livebergstudio.com. Big thanks to Chris. You can check me out on Twitter, at Dick and Sauce. Find me at Bindley Hardware. And if you want to engage with the show, you can shoot us an email, untitledpittsburgh at gmail.com. Until next time, it's the Untitled Pittsburgh Sports Comedy Podcast on the Bet Rivers Network.